Or no gift, I am just as special as the rest of my family. Who wants more pink? All right, guys, where do I drop the wagon? Maybe your gift is being in denial. <sighs> that is definitely my gift. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls Podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at www.foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Twitter. On Facebook and Instagram at Forever Fan Pod. Same handle, three socials. We are your hosts and we're glad you can join us. And we are glad you are here because we do have a great show lined up for you today, folks. We will be discussing the, I think it's the latest animated film. I think so. From Disney and Kanto. Mm -hmm. It was in theaters, then on Disney Plus as a surprise. Mm -hmm. And now back in theaters and on Disney Plus? It's still on Disney Plus because we saw it. And I think it's still in, or it was re-released in, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Um, as always, whatever the case may be, spoilers are ahead, so if you haven't seen Encanto yet, please be aware that we will be talking about major plot points, so if you don't want to be spoiled, please, watch us. Watch pa- us? Or, pause the film. Pause us. Pause watch us. Watch the film. Watch the- See, I've already, <laughs> you threw me off with the starting the music really soon. I didn't, I was, it was my cue. Anyway. Anyway, I, I do want to ask you something about your intro, though, if you don't mind. Sure. What's up? You said your gift was denial. Yeah. I thought your gift was procrastination. I'm in denial that I procrastinate. <laughs> I... <laughs> you crack yourself up. Oh my God. Okay. Be- before this conversation devolves into utter madness, um, maybe we should start our conversation of Encanto. Uh, yes, let's please. Okay. So. <laughs> my God. Sorry. I am in denial that I procrastinate. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to okay, I'm just jumping right into a summary from Google. Mm-hmm. The Madrigals are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Every child except Maribel. However, she soon may be the Madrigal's last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is now in danger. And that pretty much says it all, right? Other than the fact that all the songs are by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he wrote like eight new songs. Okay. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and start the good, shall we? Sure. Okay. Um, go for it. You want to start first? You want me to start? Well, I, I'm always amazed that every time that we see a Disney film, the animation is just incredible. And I don't know if that's a combination of, you know, the technology and the TV that we have, but it's I just don't know. stunning. Um, I actually was, I remember watching it, making a comment to you when they were doing like a close-up shot of Maribel's head. Mm-hmm. And you could see individual strands of hair and how it all like, she even had little wispies. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's it, it's real. It, it looked real. Yes. The, the thing that got me um, was in Antonio's room when they were like doing the the spell so that Bruno can can see the future or mm-hmm. do a, a vision. And when the wind was blowing, you could see like the fur of the animal just like going with the wind. And I'm like, wow, 
I remember when we really first cool. when we first and I apologize for talking over you when we first saw Toy Story, we were blown away by computer animation, and now mm-hmm. you're seeing animal fur moving. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first time I saw that was was with uh, Monsters Inc. Oh yeah, with Sully's hair. Yes. The the fur and and it was yes. a huge deal. It was a huge deal, and now it's just like evolving even more. It's just it's just fabulous. To and me. it's it's weird because when I now see something. That when I know the technology is there that isn't made with it, I'm spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I feel like what? we, what unless it was a, if it was a creative choice, that's different. Like mm. I do love watching eight bit stuff. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. So we're, we're like you said, we're, we're spoiled. spoiled. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> okay. So the story seems to be about like, the core. I think the story at its core is about family and community and the human connection. You have that. Yeah. Uh, and here. yeah. It and it's a yeah. There's no like. There's no clear villain, although you had a different take on that. Yeah, I, I don't. Did. I don't think necessarily that there's a villain where it's like, um, you know, like a Maleficent or the Evil Queen. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I think, in some way, what I got out of this was that the villain was actually ourselves. We are our worst enemy. Mm. You know, um, Louisa. I, I'm never going to be good enough. I, I'm. I'm struggling, and you know, it's a drip, drip, drip. Well, for um, the pressure. Yeah, the pressure. She feels pressure and she's not, she wants to be what she can be for everybody and doesn't take care of herself. Yes. It's all about every single character here seems to be trying to be something for everyone and they negate to take care of themselves. So I was thinking the villain is in some way our insecurities, our fears. Um, and it is us putting so much pressure on ourselves to be what everybody else exactly what everybody else wants us Mm -hmm. to be instead of looking in the mirror going okay you know what i need to take a step back or um like at the end when louisa is um thrown to the hammock after lifting everything heavy and then the donkey gives her a drink well she finally was able to rest because everybody was letting her rest but the thing is the villain is that idea of you are not good enough Mm. It is the insecurity or the, the mental capacity of, of accepting who you are, living in your truth, living in your light, and, and not allowing... Thinking that you're not going to be loved if you don't do what everybody else mm-hmm. wants you to do. Yeah. So that's how I saw the villain. Yeah. I I mean, for me, it, not villain per se, but it's the you know the struggle between the, the family dynamics, right? The, in a generational family like this, you know, you're you have people who are holding on to the past, like Abuela, um, and then you have the younger generation. Like, okay, you know what? We can change. We can be better. We can do something different, um, like in Mirabel. So it's the it's that uh, that juxtaposition of those two different factions and trying to find a balance because it's not always going to be hunky dory. And seeing out of that, I got that there was communication is difficult across generations it is and you have to find a common ground with one another Mm -hmm. for me i was looking at it going oh you know my grandmother and i struggled to communicate she was born 1920 i was not and (laughs) to communicate when i was in my 20s was very difficult but when i got older it became easier because we found a common ground Mm. where we could truly and that's when she became you know truly like a best friend to me Mm. So I I saw that communication 
issue and how at the end it's solved because people came clean and they, they said what their fears were and what they were struggling with. They and became, they, they allowed themselves to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, the, the reason why I was thinking about family dynamics was more of a personal thing because when I came from the Philippines, right, I was 14. And so, you know, I was still hearing, okay, this is what we do. You know, this is our tradition. You know, we need to follow that prescribed path, if you will. But then I, you know, when I came here, I wanted to embrace new things. And there was always that internal struggle with me anyway, because I, I, I wanted to fit in, you know, and I wanted to experience different things. And so it took me quite a few years of stumbling to finally realize, you know what, I can meld those two halves of me because I felt always like I was two different people. And so, you know, once I found that balance, and it took a lot of stumbling, I finally found peace, if you will. And it, it, was, it was hard. It was very hard. But it's worth it once you finally get there. So that's just my, my little personal tidbit there. That's actually really, I had never experienced that. Mm. So for you to allow yourself to be vulnerable and admit it here, I think is inspiring. Why, thank you. I just, I never talk about my own feelings because I'm just not, I'm not, hmm, I'm not comfortable, I guess, doing something like that. So I'm taking a, a new, a new step forward. Look at that. Did you like that? You like how I I tie that in? I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, You mentioned here, and I I laughed hysterically because I immediately caught it, is the reference to to Frozen. Mm -hmm. When uh, Bruno goes, let it in, let it out, let it rain, let it snow, snow. let it go. (laughs) I just, I was like, okay, it's frozen, let it snow and let it go. I was like, okay. Um, But, you know, in addition to Frozen, it's also a metaphor for just not letting your feel fears, excuse me, fears take hold of you, right? You just have to just just let it go. Well, see, that's also another fascinating, and, and this is what I took about, um, gosh, now I can't remember the sister, the, the name of the sister who had the weather. Um, oh, gosh, I'm blanking on that too. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Tia. <laughs> the, her character, if you think about it, was the ultimate Wearing the emotions on the outside. Mm-hmm. And some people misinterpreted that. It was like, hello, it's raining. And she's like, I'm trying to calm down. Yeah. And it was the idea that everybody was telling her, oh my God, really? Stop mm-hmm. it. And it was the idea of stop being yourself. Stop having emotions. Stop feeling what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because it's easier not to deal with it. Exactly. And in some way, people can be dismissive about what you're going through because they don't understand what you're going through. Yeah, and I, I certainly am very guilty about that. Sometimes when you know you're you're dealing with something that I don't understand, and I'm like, oh, just you know, suck it up, you know, and it's not the right reaction. And I've I've I'm trying to be a little bit more empathetic about that because just because I'm not going through it doesn't mean it's not real. I don't understand what you go through all the time. That's human mm-hmm. nature. We don't we don't live in other people's shoes constantly. So that's where the communication and the vulnerability and all of that come yeah. into play. And that is again back to the villain who's the villain. Mm-hmm. It's not one per se. It's everybody lack of communication, yourself holding in all of your fears and all of your emotions and not giving yourself some grace and some um 
giving yourself space to find the spoons to do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we just don't let ourselves do that. We don't let it go. We don't let it go. Let exactly. It go. Let it go. <laughs> Watermelon tomato. Uh, I'm going to sing Emily's version. Yeah. Even right? when she's like 50. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay, what else is good here? Uh, you actually, Mirabelle is not a princess. I, I actually really like that she's not a princess and that she wears glasses. <laughs> yeah, I was reading somewhere that she was actually, or she is, the first female lead with glasses. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, so cool. When, when Mirabelle falls into the sand in Bruno's mm-hmm. tower and then like lifts, lifts the glasses, yeah. and all, that is how I used to feel with softball and dirt from the softball <laughs> field. It is so annoying, and that is why I was so happy to to wear contacts much later in life. Mm. But and then LASIK. But oh my god, that is so accurate, and I hated it every time I would play sports or do anything. It was just a build up in your glasses. Yeah. it was gross. And see here, I don't. I've never needed to wear glasses until now. So when I was growing up, I had twenty twenty vision, and I was just like, oh, all right, I can see perfectly. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm railing against the wind. No, no glasses. <laughs> No glasses. And it's funny because when I was growing up, I used to walk into walls because I couldn't <laughs> see where I was going. It's like, where did that table come from? It's the uh, dining room table. It's always been there. Oh, I can't see it. Where are your glasses? On my end table? Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, so true, though. Yes, it is. Um, now, the, you had mentioned something when, you know, when Antonio finally got his gift. it's so much bigger on the inside it was yeah. the tardis i know it's you, doctor who's tardis i know i was like wait what and i was like oh oh okay got it now I, it's so much bigger on the inside it's tardis i really I, I want one of those rooms where i can pay like new york prices for like a closet and then i open it up and it's just like three thousand square feet yes wouldn't that be great it would be especially if you pay you know the the thousand square feet price that'd be great in my dream. I think we all great. need magical doors everywhere. We would have no problem with a lot of stuff. No, we won't. Okay. So I, I think the biggest thing for me here, like the biggest uh, message, if you will, is that Maribel, you know, clearly Maribel doesn't have the gift, right? Everybody, a gift. Everybody else has like a magical thing. Um, but reality, she actually has the most powerful one because she can see, you know, and you know, there goes the, the glasses, right? Mm-hmm. That she can see perfectly what everybody else is going through. And she actually is the one who figures out that we need to keep the family together in a different way. It's funny because when we were watching it, I turned around to you and I said, she's protecting the family. Yeah. She is abuela. Maybe the reason the, the casita did not give her, you know, the, the magic did not give her a room is because currently abuela's in there. Mm-hmm. And Abuela is the one protecting the family. So maybe she doesn't need a room just yet. And then at the end, when the handle turns and she's on the door front and center, Mm -hmm. it's because the family and the house is her room. Yeah. Everyone in it. And that came to an old thing, something that I was told when I was um, in my early 20s, Mm. is that... My grandmother, my mother, and I all did the same thing. And my mother and I still do. No one comes into the house that isn't going to be kind or compassionate to my family. So you're the gatekeeper. Yeah. 
it's it's this and i don't know if it was a european thing or whatever i don't know why my grandmother taught us that Mm -hmm. but the idea was your home is your sanctuary and everyone in the home is someone you love and you care about and you want to protect them and you want to take care of them and you might not be the strongest or uh the wittiest or um and wow, I just went to Hamilton. He's the wittiest thing. He's insidious. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, it is Lin-Manuel Miranda's yeah. music, so you know. But the idea is you don't let anybody pass the door who's going to harm, hurt, or just be really cruel and rude and, and mean to people you love. Mm-hmm. Your house is your home. It's your sanctuary. It is your safe place. So... My grandmother used to tell us, you know, if you come into somebody's home, when you go to visit somebody or you go to do these things, you, you want to treat that person the way you would treat her. Mm-hmm. So when, if you notice whenever we go to friends' houses or whatever, if, you know, there's just a way I am, in yeah. some, even if it's somebody I've never met before. And when I see Maribel closing the door, it kind of broke me back. Mm. I was like, oh, she's protecting everyone. Yeah. And you know what? It's a different way than what her abuela was doing, but it, you know, in the in their own way, they were doing the same thing. Yeah, things have to adapt and grow as you as times change. Yeah. So, the, what what you were mentioning about the the door um, just brought to mind um, the symmetry that I I didn't pick up when I first saw the movie, mm-hmm. but in the rewatch when. Um, Antonio at the very beginning, right? He was very frightened to actually go towards the door. Well, because right? Mirabel was the only one before him. Mirabel, yes. Um, he he actually asked Mirabel to you know walk with him to the door, and you know she did, and she was encouraging him and and helping guide him, right? Because she saw in him what he could be. Mm-hmm. At the end. Mirabel actually was afraid to put that knob in the door. Well, because the last time she did, the door disappeared. Right. But it was Antonio who gave her the knob and was helping her mm-hmm. move forward. And so she finally saw herself the way, and, and her family as well, finally saw the real her. And that's why when, you know, when Abuela asked, what do you see? She said, I finally see me. Yeah. I mean, if if you think about it, we all see everybody else. It's easier to see outside. Yeah. And maybe that's why Mirabel was so good at reconnecting and being the new protector of the family because Abuela was so afraid. She had had this massive traumatic experience and was so afraid. And she even says it. I'm so afraid of losing the gift mm-hmm. that I lost what was most important and what made the gift. His love, her love. Yeah. And sometimes we get so scared and so afraid that we just want to wrap everybody up and we want to hold them tight and we never want them to be hurt. You know, think about it. You don't want someone to be hurt or or, or someone you love to, to go through any experience in their entire life where they're going to cry. You want, you want to wrap your children up. I would love to wrap all our nieces and nephews up and protect them. Yeah, but see, that always brings back that line from Nemo that says, you know, I never wanted anything to happen to him. But then Dory says, well, if you never let anything happen to him, nothing would ever happen to him. Exactly. And it's not, that's not what life is about. But that's why, if you think about it, Encanto's message is the same. Mm-hmm. Except it's not just about Abuela letting go. 
it's everyone else letting go of two of their fears because they wanted to wrap everything up and, and do that. Right. And it's also about Abuela letting everybody else in to help her carry mm-hmm. the burden. Because she's carried it for so long. She right. doesn't, it's, it's a struggle to allow people to help you when oh, you yeah. think you're the most powerful. And, and again, every character had it. They all felt that they didn't want to let the other one down. Mm-hmm. They weren't good. They weren't good. And if even Abuela, she's like, this has to go right. Antonio's door must go right. The people must have faith in our gift. Right. And, you know, it, it's funny because I tell you that a lot of the time. It's like you need you need to let others help you because you always try to do everything yourself. You help me. Yes. After I like twist your arm. I'm it's it's, <laughs> it's very hard to allow someone to help yes, you. And I understand. Especially when you're used to doing something yourself for so long that you have a system of how you do it. And even if it knocks you down like to the point of where you're so exhausted you can't lift your head, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And which is why I'm like I tease you about it, but you're you're much better at it now, like letting other people help you. I try. Yeah. So I still stink at it. Um but it's all good. You're a work in progress. Um, okay, so... By the way, do you, do you know what I, I think of when I first saw the cracks? What? <laughs> emergency. If emergency. you have an emergency, quack it. <laughs> oh, God. First thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So are we going to go right into the themes, or do you have any more good? Um, no, I think that I think that's good. Okay. All right. So the biggest theme, talking about gifts, right, is that... Um, you are more than your gift, and that's you know, the other, the other thing. You're you're more than what people see of you on the outside. Well, you know, obviously, we know about the characters. Mm-hmm. For me, I looked at it as you're more than what you can give someone, because if you bring it down to like take out the magic and everything, I am mm-hmm. more than just someone who could drive you to and from wherever you need to go. I'm more than someone who can fix your computer. Mm-hmm. you're more than someone who can make sure that everything at work is done timely and pick up whatever they need done. You're more than just an aunt, you mm-hmm. know, who can take someone to the movies or buy a gift. You know, we're more than someone who could write a story. There's so much more to you than just what you can do. Right. And that's why it's so hard, right? Because that, and the, again, that's where Louisa's character, she's, she's wrapped up in that because she can do so many things for other people that when she feels it going away, it's like she's losing part of herself. And she, her identity was wrapped in her gift yeah. instead of within herself. So when she was losing the gift, she was, couldn't figure out who she really was. Right. And, you know, that's, that's like with anybody else, right? I'm, yes, I work in HR, but that's not my identity. And it's, it's hard sometimes because that's, that's the only thing that I've known mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Um, well, it's also somebody passing. If your partner passes, your life has been so intertwined with that individual. Mm. Who are you without them? Yeah, I definitely don't know. And I don't want to find out. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. I mean, um, and Isabella is also the perfect example of wanting to be perfect. She was even going to marry somebody because the family wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and... A lot of them, Bruno hiding and, and running away because he was afraid he was hurting the family. Right, right. So all of, and you know, that many stairs. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, oh, Stairmaster, I don't need it. That was really funny, by the way. <laughs> that should be a cute under um, her singing all the way up the stairs. Oh, my God. And then the yeah. bird, like, checking, like, the bird just checked out. It's like, I'm out of here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, let's see. What other themes do we have here? Um, oh, yes. Family bond can be the strongest force, right? It, and again, it's the whole um, blood is thicker than water. Just like your example of being the gatekeeper, you don't want anything to harm the family. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little addendum to that because mm-hmm. when my grandmother said that, um, my grandmother's family consisted of friends, aunts, cousins, I mean, a very, very extended chosen and biological. Mm-hmm. So when I say that family bond is like the strongest thing, just like love is the strongest thing on earth. I think that family is what you say it is. Yeah, because you can have, you know, your chosen family as well. Family here is a very, um, it it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. But I mean, you said blood is thicker than water, so I just wanted to add that little. Oh, sorry. But I I was thinking about the the expression. expression Yeah, very much. I mean, just because we're not, blood related doesn't mean that we're not together. We're family. Yeah, we're family. So again, blood can also mean whatever you want it to mean, right? As long as I don't have to deal with needles. Ah. God, I hate needles. Except tattoo needles for some reason. I don't get it either. Oh my goodness. Anyway, okay. Um yeah. that it, when you when you least expect it in in this case I think in the film they least expected it is that people who care about you who love you will always come to help you no matter what. You know, to get you back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the end where the community goes, you know, we don't have a gift, but we have hammers, we have shovels, we, mm-hmm. we, we have two hands that can help you. Yeah. And, and that is the encanto, right? That is the miracle when, when people put aside their differences to help each other. Yeah. That is what it's about. So, and yeah. they were able to build the house, the casita. They were able I just, to did you notice, by it? the way, when the door like squeaked the first time the window, um, shutter mm. it like went er, e, er, e. and then when it collapsed and it ran out of magic it went er, e, er, and like stopped and then mm. when it came back it went er, e, er, e. i was like oh yeah i just yeah. made sound effects of my own okay <laughs> well they were very good <laughs> it's not an emergency it's an emergency because i don't have enough sound effects oh my goodness um okay so any other themes that we should touch no, on i'm i'm good unless you can think of something else no i'm good okay so Let's go on with the bad then? Sure. Okay. So, mm, I don't think it's a bad per se, but... Ruh-roh. row. I, I... Okay. So, bear with me. Um, during the final number, the... the um, all of you. Mm-hmm. For me, it had echoes of the music from Hamilton. I'm watching it burn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I... It, it took me out of it a little bit, and I was like, no, no, the wrong wrong show. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know I, if it was that word. It was, I think it was, a, um, because Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it, you know, it's yeah. just echoes of the same, to me anyway, the same tune, the same melody, the same um, harmonies. See, for me, it was the word burn. The mm. stars don't shine, they burn. I'm watching it burn. You know, it just, the mm-hmm. way, for me, it was the way that word was sung. Mm-hmm. Granted, I can't sing a lick, so I apologize for everybody who just ripped their headphones out and like, you're okay. Um, you're okay. 
but it and I I don't know if it's just the, like you said the tunes or whatnot mm-hmm. because it was just that word for me and it took a few seconds to go back to it because immediately I went to I'm watching it burn mm-hmm. and she's burning the letters and I'm burning the letters you wrote to mm-hmm. me I'm burning it and that stuck in my head but it also is a testament to his music though because it is something we remember yeah it's it's almost like it's his signature you know it's mm. it's a Miranda song. Moana didn't feel that way. Moana didn't, no, because it was all, it, it, I guess it was different. But again, maybe it's the word. Maybe, maybe it's how that word was delivered. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I'm just going to say a personal bad. Mm. Every damn time I see a granddaughter and a grandmother having issues, I break out crying because I miss mine so much. Well, when Moana came out in 2016. Oh, I bawled. Yeah. Uh, so did I. Because you were bawling. Yeah. Um, but it was because it was, you know, the year anniversary of your grandmother's birthday. And she, spoiler alert, dies in the movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, I was bawling. And then she comes back as a manta ray. It was, oh. Well, that's why you now have a manta, manta ray on your shoulder. Because manta rays are supposed to be the guides of the ocean. But still, it was like, oh, my God, why is he dying? Yeah. It was a year anniversary. It was horrible. Um, and I should clarify, you have a manta ray tattooed on your shoulder. Yeah, you no, don't I don't have, have one. An actual yes, manta ray I have on a manta ray in my pool, which I don't even have a pool. <laughs> Just clarify. The manta ray's in the bathtub. It gets very annoyed with no space. <laughs> I, I don't even have a stuffed manta ray. I have stuffed stitch. Oh, my goodness. So maybe someone will, will make Give me a, a stuffed manta ray? Yeah, that looks like the one from Moana. Oh, um, I would love a, a stuffed manta ray like the one from Moana. So, um, aside from that, are there any other bad? It felt, and again, this might be me, it felt slower than, say, Moana, Coco. Mm, I have to agree. It's like it took me a while to like really get it into it. It was a slower build. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. I mean, it's still a good movie. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But it was a slightly slower build. Mm-hmm. And at some points, I kind of found myself taking a step back going, am I missing something? Like, am is is there a reason it was going slow? Like, was I missing something going on in the background? Was I missing some cute parts? Um, and then it just turned out that it, it had to develop yeah. a lot going. There was a lot to lay groundwork for and foundation for, so I understood. And again, that could just be me. Uh, well, I mean, that could be, that. that is us then, because I had the same reaction. But, you know, once once we hit, you know, towards the third act and, and, the, and the finale, I was just like, oh, okay. See, for me, it picked up more in the middle third act on it felt like it flew yeah the third act, yeah and and that's where it just you know i started bawling during the third act so yeah grandmother (laughs) crying making amends and god Uh, you know what i'm just gonna say it i would give anything just to hug my grandmother again mm, yeah damn it it's all good grandma's freaking crying it's all good damn it Okay, any more bad or should we leave no, the bad? No, go to the cute because I'll actually start crying. Okay, um, let's, let's, let's go with the cute then. Okay. At the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, Mirabel gave Antonio a stuffed leopard, mm-hmm. you know, to help him you know, navigate his fears, right? Yep. And so uh, when he finally received his gift, you know, he's understanding animals. And when he finally got into his room, there's actually a live, life-size leopard in his room that he just rides around in i'm like oh that's so cool yeah i I immediately looked at you and you want to do that don't you yes i do i got two things out of that one Mm. my mother gave me my first stuffed tigger and it looked like the original tiger to me like the don't tell me you got an actual tiger what 
no <laughs> I, said, well, I was gonna say it was cute because when bruno had to do the special the the when he was using his gift to see the future for mm-hmm. mirabelle antonio gave him the leopard the leopard when he was worried and scared and i was like oh that's cute oh, okay I, I thought you were going to make the a rats tell him everything damn it okay <laughs> i thought you were going to make a parallel that you actually no, have a life-size tiger no. somewhere oh my god it, you know where it is? It's right next to my manta ray in the tub. <laughs> Jeez, what am I going to do with you? You live with me. Don't you think you would notice if we had a giant tiger running around somewhere? Well, I'd be like, wait, I'm a tiger. There you go. Girl. My mother gave me Tigger and I married someone born in the year of the tiger. Wow. Uh, okay. Just for so, that, I should get like little soaps. One made us tiger, one made us a manta ray, put them in the oh bathtub for you. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, another cute that that I found hysterical were the three little kids who were. What's your gift? Yeah, asking Mirabelle about her gift, and one of them drinking coffee. It reminded me of me when I was younger. I used to drink coffee, and then it was like, mm-hmm. that's why adults should only drink coffee. I drank coffee as a kid too. And he was like sipping it and then he was hammering in all the nails. I know. I was like, yeah. oh. of course I don't drink coffee now. So I kicked that habit. Mm, no, I can't have coffee either. Well, you were forced to. Yeah, I was forced to. I love Bruno and the rats and the telenovela. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'd, I'd watch that telenovela. Come on. <laughs> of if course anybody's listening, make it so. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is totally pulled up a card. Make it so. Mm-mm. Let's see. Oh, where we both laughed out loud was when Mirabel was was chasing Bruno across uh, in behind the, the, in course. the wall. Yeah, in in between the walls, and they thought you know they were going to fall down the crevasse pit to their despair. to their deaths, and then Mirabel like can't hold on to him, so he falls, and then he just stands up and like, and then the the fog or whatever the fog, moves, yes, disperses, and I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah, we both like were cracking up at yeah. that. So I thought that was really cute. Like that was funny because you were cracking up right before um, with the scene with the bird. Yeah, with the bird checking out. Yeah, <laughs> like, you the bird that. goes all the way up, and she's like, "Cheater!" <laughs> and then he goes to leave, and she's like, "Quitter!" <laughs> I was like, you know what? I hate to say it, but that would Sheila would be running out of the house, and I'd be like, "Yeah, but the door so it creaks a little bit, and it's kind of gloomy and scary inside." And, you know, as long as a clown doesn't come out, and I could just hear Sheila running out the back door. <laughs> See, I would think that you know that would be you running if it was the clown Pennywise. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! I would. I. Uh, I don't like clowns. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm what? not gonna say that. What? I was just thinking about the walks that we do, and there. Were, Every time we pass a damn drainage grate, what do you say? Look, it's Pennywise. And then you you actually jump. The first time you did it, I did. <laughs> yeah. I I try not the to do it. The worst part anymore. was. Do you remember there was a kid walking with a balloon by one, and you were like, "Ooh, he better not go near Pennywise." And I was like, "Oh my god, stop it!" <laughs> was carrying a birthday balloon i actually don't remember that but i probably he and his would mom have. were walking and he had a birthday balloon oh my goodness and he had a light coat on i don't remember what color it was but i remember it was like a light coat because it was spring you were just like oh he better be careful he's near the grate might be pennywise it's like oh my god what's wrong with you in the meantime i was kind of like please don't walk near the grate <laughs> just don't do it don't ask for it. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, so bringing us back, any other cute 
you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, but I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about the film. <laughs> no, nothing else. I'm good. Okay. So, since we don't have any more cute, I guess that wraps up our discussion of Encanto, hey? Yay! Okay. So, now that means it is time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Encanto four stars. Yay! Yay! And we actually agree on this rating. Yeah, which is the first recently. In my humble opinion, it was an extremely entertaining film with lots of funny and tender moments, just like we're, we've become accustomed to with Disney films. There are several layers of themes that are very relatable. For me, it was also the idea of, you know, living in your truth. Because even though Bruno, no, 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 um, <laughs> even though he can see the future, the future is not set in stone. That's why Mirabelle's, in my humble opinion, was either cracks or whole. Because, yes, she might have helped the cracks be there, but they were already there. He was patching them. Hernando was patching them behind the walls. So, <laughs> don't laugh at me. I'm not laughing the at you. The idea is your future is never set in stone. What other people think your future might be, what you think your future might be, it may ebb and flow like life. Just live in your truth. Make your future what you want it to be. Be happy. And above all, give yourself grace and patience and allow yourself time to recover your spoons to do whatever you need to do because, damn it, you are worth it. You know, I should stay here that, stay, say here that you really should take your own advice, but I never take my own advice. That's for a different show. Um, but as far as the movie is concerned, I absolutely agree. Um, for me personally, it wasn't the same level as Moana. That's why we gave it a four or that's why I thought it was a four. Um, but it is a beautiful film, right? And it, especially for me, if I ball my eyes out, then that's my gauge of how good a film is. And, I believe you me, I was bawling my eyes out during the last 15 minutes of this film. Wait, so. you bawling your eyes out is your, your skill? Well, most of the time, yes. So say you cried every Disney film. But it's the, it's the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the intensity of the cry. And the emotional connection to it? Yes. Okay. Because this one, I was really bawling and I, I, you saw me, I was like, you know, grabbing a tissue every two minutes. Either way, I bawled my eyes out. Damn it. We we were bawling. Uh, all right. You know what? I'm just going to stop it <laughs> uh, right there before we go down the rabbit hole of silliness. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Was there anything that you folks think we missed that you want to discuss? Do you want to let us know what you thought? You can find us on our socials or you can leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast recommend something um whatever you know we, we always listen to our messages uh and if you want us to say something or give shout outs just leave us a, a message and do that because there's sometimes that people ask me to do that uh and also just remember subscribe like the whole nine we'd greatly appreciate it and until next time stay safe be kind and remember as the lyrics from dos orogita says oh butterflies don't hold each other any longer you must grow apart and return. That's the way forward. You are already miracles, breaking chrysalises. You must fly and find your own future. 